Hi, I'm Kat and you're listening to Cat Tales. Rock band Inglorious are nothing short of glorious, fronted by the powerhouse vocals of founding member Nathan James. With the release of the band's fourth album, We Will Ride, several new things surround them, not least of all a new lineup, songwriting process and producer. We chat about how they managed to write and release a fabulous new album adhering to COVID regulations during lockdown, the current struggles in the music industry, writing about badass women, the joys of being a pet dad and being part of a brand new supergroup collaboration. This is the one with Nathan James. How are you doing then? Are you okay? I'm all right, yeah, pretty good. Uh, just trying to keep focused, keep excited about this new record um, and try not to, like, get too depressed about in lockdown. What is this, four, three? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. even know anymore. No, I, I think we're all the same, aren't we? It's almost like days are all just going into one. And sometimes I, th- I say, you know, is it the weekend or is it Monday? I just don't know. No, I'm the exa- I am the exact same, to be honest. And it's, just, yeah, it's proper groundhog day at the minute, isn't it? Oh, it is. And it's so difficult to get anything done. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed that you've come out with a new album in lockdown. I mean, how on earth have you managed that? Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Lots of coffee. I don't know. It was, it was honestly such a hard time last year because they kept moving the album date back, our record label, because of the restrictions. And then when finally they said studios were allowed to main, remain open, we were back in. We were the first band actually in the producer's studio in so long. And, um, yeah, we, we just banged it out in about 14 days, uh, top to bottom. And, yeah, I'm really happy with how it came out. But it wasn't, wasn't ideal, the circumstances in which we made it. No, it's pretty difficult, isn't it? I say that's really quick to sort of get an album out, isn't it? Was that just because you were like, when you did finally get together or, or get through the circumstances of maybe doing it apart, you can explain how you did it in a minute. But was it just that you were so excited? We're here, let's get it done, bosh. Yeah, I think so. And we we knew that we this album was important to us as a band and to the like history of the band. So it had to be great. So we did a lot of... Um, a lot of practice on our own before and a lot of pre-production. So I made sure this time going in that all my lyrics were exactly how I wanted them, whereas usually we'd have a bit more time and I'd kind of work on them a bit in the studio. Um, This time there was none of that. It was like heads down, let's bang this record out. We had at one point there was guitars going down in one room and then in the other studio I was doing vocals and that happened for like a good week. So it's kind of... It was yeah. We just used the best of the time available, and also the the expertise of working with such great people. Our, our fantastic engineer Tim and our producer Romesh uh, really helped make this album come together. Yeah, it must have been so difficult when you've had to do it partly remotely. I'm guessing because you couldn't all necessarily. Or did you do it in that little bit in between where we weren't locked down and you could get together? <laughs> How did you time it? We did do it in lockdown because obviously this, making an album for us, this is our job. This is work. Uh, We can't work from home. Um, So we were able, by law, to go to the studio and put an album down. We just had to adhere to social distancing rules. Yes. So before we went to the studio, we, the band, uh, the five of us created a bubble. Um, We all had a check and then we all lived together for the duration of that album recording. Um, So we were locked in a 
in an apartment somewhere and then we'd be let out to go in the day to the studio in groups of like two uh, and then in the studio we weren't allowed to obviously be we had to have masks on or the producer had to have a mask on and then yeah, it was just it was really tricky there was only allowed two of the band members in the room at the same time mm. uh, so it was a really tricky process like to make an album whilst trying to adhere to all these rules and you ri- and you really missed out on the social aspect of making a record which as history dictates the best yeah. the best stories ever come out out from that you know what i mean yeah. like finishing finishing a day in the studio and then going to the pub is yeah is, is <laughs> of course fundamental <laughs> It's the, it's the whole point, really. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's either the celebratory part of it or the commiseratory part of it where you all fall out. So it goes either yeah, exactly. way. <laughs> exactly. And oh. we didn't get to do any of that this time around. So next time, I'm sure it'll be even more of a more of a party. We've got to make up for this one. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine that being really quite tricky because a lot of the, uh, you know, the studio part is all about that chemistry, isn't it? And if you've only sort of like two of you at a time or you've got face masks off and you have to just take them off for the bit that you're doing, it's sort of, it's almost like coitus interruptus, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. And like not being able to say thank you to the producer at the end and give him a hug. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm a yeah. huggy person. I'm yeah. a very huggy person. And not having that interaction after, it was all very, it was very work. Um, really enjoyable, though, because obviously, ultimately, we love making music. So however we make music, we are happy. But I would have loved to uh, it to have been in different circumstances so we yeah. can have a little bit more fun. Yeah. But, you know, let's hope the next one, you know, is looking forward to another one. But, um, but let's just stick on this brand new album because I have to say I've listened to the whole thing and it's really quite remarkable. It feels, um, it feels different. I don't know whether that's the production um, or perhaps obviously you've got a new uh, sort of lineup so you've got that different chemistry or what's, um, what's different for you? Or do, is it different or is it, did you intend it to be different? Tell me about it, Nathan. To me, it's, it's not different. Uh, it's just kind of evolved. Do you know what I mean? It's the, yeah. It is fundamentally the same thing. Like, it's two guitars, a bass guitar, drums and vocals. Uh, but it's just like, in comparison to our previous album, I think this is like that, but like on speed or something. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's like a really advanced, hyper kind of, heightened version of of what it was um and that comes from songwriting it comes from the energy and the fact that all the people in this band were so excited and also felt the pressure of we've got to write something great because all eyes are going to be on this album uh, and it's and you're naturally going to compare to other albums that we've done so all the guys that came in uh could have been like scared of that but they weren't they just stuck their heads down and they were like yeah let's get this done we're going to make a freaking great album and that's that's exactly what we did. But I think Romish's presence as well helped endlessly because we wanted something different. When I wanted to announce this new album, I wanted people to go, "Wow, that is that is great. That's it's improved." And so far, the reaction has been that. So I'm really happy with with uh, what Romish is able to bring to the table and and to our sound. It's all in the end result, isn't it? The end product. And so no doubt, I I can see why you're excited about it. I mean, it's coming out on the 12th of February. Let's tell everybody that to go and get it. And it's called We Will Ride. So, you know, it's ready and raring to go from your perspective. Once it's sort of done and in the bag like that, do you then tend to start thinking about the next one? Or do you still just enjoy that afterglow of the the production of it? Oh, no. You just 
you get going straight away again. Like it's like we love every aspect of being in a band. So I love the touring. I love playing shows. Obviously, we weren't able to do that last year or so far this year. But I also love the being in the studio and also love creating and writing. So to me, if I can't go on tour, I'm going to just keep writing and making making new songs, new albums, whatever. So we actually are going into the studio next month. Um, <laughs> love it to start another album because our record label thought, look, we've got this downtime. When are we ever going to have this time again? You know, like we're not, it goes, well, I've been saying it this year about time with my family, etc. I spent the first lockdown, uh, eight weeks with my brothers and their siblings all together in like a big family commune. It was really, oh, wow. it was great. Yeah. Um, and that's the one kind of the one, positive of corona is you get to spend time with the people you love and i love music and i love the guys in this band so that's been the positive for me is that i've got to really focus on that um and yeah just just get excited about the future of the band and doing more albums and getting this next album in the bank ready to go out either later this year or early next year as well as another project i'm doing a project with a the guitarist from Whitesnake and the drummer from Whitesnake. I know. Uh, I was going to ask you about that because I was... Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to Marco, Marco Mendoza in the past and uh, and we keep in touch and I've just seen this this new project come out. So I'm really excited to see that it's a fabulous star-studded lineup. really. How did that come about? I don't know. I feel like a bit of a lemon in that lineup. to be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, a red herring. Like, I just... They all... It's legends, you know, like real iconic musicians. Um, three people that have got white snake in their in their CV. You know? yeah. It's just yeah. ama- it's amazing. For me. It's like properly like my dream kind of project. And it originally came up because our label were looking at putting a project together around myself and Michael Sweet, who's incredible. Um, it's just waiting for the personnel in the band to be kind of announced, and then I'd say yes to it because. If something's going to pull me away from Inglorious for any time at all, it has to be something that I really, really want to do because Inglorious is my baby. It's yeah. been my baby for six years and it's it's been my life. It's become my world. So if, even if I'm going to give like a couple of weeks to go and record an album to something else, it has to be something that I'm going to just adore. And as soon as he mentioned those names, I was just like, yeah, yeah I mean... let's do it now. <laughs> I mean, you've got it's a, that, I mean, you can't say no to that. Come on, you can't, can you? I mean, they are, as you say, they're legends, and to have the opportunity to play alongside, and well, in your case, sing alongside, that's it must be a dream come true. It is. It's so unbelievable because I, I know, uh, I know three of them. So I know Marco because I toured with the Dead Daisies. Yes. Um, I would I would call Marco a friend. We we speak. We message. Uh, Joel Hoekstra, I was in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra with in America, so I've known Joel. We've co-written, actually, on this new Inglorious record, uh, Song Medusa that just came out. So I knew them two. Michael Sweet and I have won the same label. I met him finally on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and I was being interviewed in the atrium in the middle of the ship, and he was on the, one of the top decks looking down, oh. and, uh, and he shouted in front of the whole... There was about 300 people there, and he said, Hey! And pointed down, he said, this is the best singer on the whole ship. Oh, wow. And when, and when he said that, like, all the audience were, like, cheering. And I just thought, wow, that is so amazing. Oh. Like, to have, that, to have that kind of glowing review from someone I really admire is, is great. So, yeah, I, I know them. I love them. Hopefully that chemistry will come out in the writing and the recording. 
um, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting in the album and put, getting in the studio and putting that down. That sounds amazing. So is it actually going to be a whole album that you're producing? It's not just a couple of, you know, experimental tracks? Oh, no, it's an entire album. It's an entire album. It's going to be under a band name. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, eventually, it'd be great to have some kind of, like, live uh, aspects to it. Um Obviously, these are very busy people, but if we can get together to do a couple of shows or a couple of festivals, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that'll be something that we're up for. Yeah, it's, it's interesting these projects. I love them. I mean, you mentioned the Dead Daisies there. I mean, I've I've interviewed the Dead Daisies or many people who've been in it quite a few times, and I just love the Dead Daisies and the concept of it that you have like this rolling band where you know people come and people go. Yet the the the, the basis of it is the Dead Daisies, and the you know the continuity of it must continue. In this new band that you've got going on now that you're just discussing there, is it going to be the same kind of concept, or are, or is the intention that you're going to be just a fixed band members I think it's a fixed band member situation we've all signed the same contract so yeah um, yeah hopefully it will be it will stay um, it's so funny hearing about obviously the dead daisies and Dean uh, just leaving the band um, yeah. and all these other all the other people over the years there's been so many people that have been in that band it when my band lined up changes it was like the biggest news of the world <laughs> I find it very I, I, did, I had no idea I was that famous, but apparently, <laughs> apparently I am. Well, there you are, you see. <laughs> the surprise is all, all over the place here, Nathan, aren't they? <laughs> you know, yeah, there is. I think people love a bit of controversy, don't they? Even if there isn't any controversy to find. And, I mean, they love, they love to create it. I don't think they're, yeah, they love to create a storyline in their head. Uh, <laughs> even now I've seen people tweeting about uh, the dead daisies change and, making assumptions about why it works and you just think what you'll never know so why don't you just mind the, mind your own business and just enjoy, and just enjoy the music because ultimately yeah. that's what it's about right it absolutely is and you and a bit like you were saying just about your new album here it's about a progression isn't it from where you've been and where you're you're going and so it's going to be different from where it was before irrelevant of who's been in it and actually that's the right thing surely because that's the only way that bands can survive isn't it by evolving it's growth and to me this is what I kind of try and explain to people is but I I didn't leave the band but I'm I'm still here um, it's up to those individuals that left the band to as as to why you know whatever it wanted to be if they wanted to pursue their own bands which is what they actually did um, that's great good luck to them it's really really hard out there I know I've been doing it for six years um, but to me in order to continue it has to change because it wasn't working how it was yeah. so if people want to hear these songs and want to hear um hear what we've created as a, as a group over the years you either have to come and see us or you don't like it, no one's no one's telling you you have to mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. you you can come and enjoy the music um make your own assumptions in your head everyone seems to be some sort of twitter detective nowadays um <laughs> they have no, they will have no idea and also the other thing is it may seem like news or like gossip to people but this is actually someone's life this is my life this is this is my investment this is what i've put all my money into uh, for the last six years something that i've cared about deeply so when people kind of talk about it uh in like a derogatory way, it kind of makes you feel like, well, if your life or your career was in jeopardy, 
you'd be pretty upset about it as well. Absolutely. I, mean, I always sort of like liken it to it's almost like looking, you know, over the garden fence gossiping where people gossip about people's lives or the twitching the curtains, watching what's going on with the neighbours. I always just think, God, your life must be so boring if you're really worried about mine. <laughs> I know. And ultimately, if they knew about my life, they'd realise how bloody boring it is. <laughs> like, yes. It's terribly boring. It's dull. <laughs> you know, I... I don't know. I don't know why people are so fascinated, but hey ho, it is what it is, and I, I wish everyone. I hope this year and the last year that we've been through as a, as a kind of community, the rock community, people have just learned to be a bit kinder because there's no, there is no space for negativity. All the musicians all over the world currently are feeling useless and feeling like they can't do anything. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see live music again. Maybe you should start being a bit kinder to those people that give it to you. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about everyone. Yeah. Um, show them a little bit more respect. Tell Mr. What's-His-Face at Spotify to get his wallet out. You know, like, showing musicians the respect they deserve because ultimately some of these people underscore your lives. Well, this is it. I think, you know, as with all art you know it's a creation so it somehow has um from a monetary value let's say out, out looking outside for, from the treasury point of view let's say it is people seem to think it's less valuable but music is such um let's say it's, it's almost like through our veins isn't it you can play a song and it transports you straight back somewhere it can make you feel happy it can make you feel sad it's so powerful isn't it and it's underestimated and also yeah totally but for me like i my favourite messages to receive are, we played your song at our wedding, and your song was the song my wife walked down the aisle to. And then you also get the messages, like I had a message the other day, one of my uh, kind of longest-serving uh, fans, shall we say, um, fan passed away, um, oh. and we they played a song that I wrote for a friend who passed away at her funeral. So to me, those experiences and those that knowledge that people and literally taking my art and then making it such a huge part of their life, you know, is um, is wonderful. Yeah. It's really wonderful. I even get tweets from people who said, oh, my, I had a baby during lockdown and um, the first song we played them was Wake off your first album. Oh. And you just think, God, how amazing is that? The first song a baby ever heard is my, my voice. <laughs> like, those things are wonderful and they're not oh to be God, taken yeah. for granted. Yeah, it's a real privilege, isn't it? Those circumstances are real, you know, you've described there, are, are bits in people's lives that are momentous occasions, aren't they? And so it's just yeah. remarkable that people are actually, you know, doing that. And, um, you know, and, and it does, it takes them back to that moment. So does that surprise you? I mean, you're saying there about, you know, the lineup with this new band. Are you able to tell me what the new band's called, by the way? Um, I have no idea. And that's an honest answer. Okay. Uh they haven't told me. <laughs> Listen, I I feel a little bit like the like the performing monkey in the front. Do you know what I mean? Like I am not. They are the they are the magic. I'm just the the puppet, really. Do you know what I mean? I'm I don't sure know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sing the songs and and try not to fangirl. That's basically all I'm gonna do. <laughs> I think you're not, putting yourself down. <laughs> Sure, you're not. You're absolutely not. Well, you've just described situations there, Nathan, of, of people playing your songs. So actually, you are in that same bracket. And it just, it, perhaps it hasn't hit you yet that people are interested in you. It has. I, I, get, I do get it. Um, I just, you have to stay grounded. Yeah. 
I think. And I've, I've seen um, people assume that I'm not, but I can assure you, if you met my family, you would understand. Um, they wouldn't allow me to be anything but, you know, like I'm, I'm still my, very much my mother's son, you know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a proper mummy's boy and I, I'm, I'm a farmer the rest of the time. I've got animals. I spend my mornings mucking out pigs and feeding chickens and, wow. and I'm a slave to my pets. That's basically all I am. I'm a singer part-time and I'm a full-time, yeah, pet dad. So, (laughs) well, that's not true. Especially this last year, you know, I didn't, at the beginning of lockdown, I didn't feel like a singer at all. I felt, I felt really lost and really depressed. And the first two months of lockdown, I didn't write a note for this album because I was not mentally in a place where I could. I found it, I thought, what is the point? Why am I bothering? when no one's going to hear it. Like, I just didn't think, I found it really hard to be inspired. And then something changed and we got the date and I went, okay, we're going in, we're doing it. And then it all came flooding to me, which luckily. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't feel like a singer at the minute. I feel like uh, I've done more bloody talking than I have singing. <laughs> yes, you have, haven't you, I suppose. Everybody wants to talk to you about your new album. So just thinking about that new album have you got a favorite track on there i mean it's very cruel of me to ask this but i need to because i want to know what you would like me to play on the show oh goodness um i've got a few favorite tracks on there but i think we will ride the title okay. track of the album Valley. 
Hi, this is Nathan James from Inglorious, and you're listening to Cat Tales. We Will Ride, which is one of my favourites for a couple of reasons. I actually I wrote it about um, a, a famous highway woman, and I was investigating all these kind of like highway men, you know, the Dick Turpins of the world, and I was like, okay, these are great, but then not really song-worthy. And then I stumbled across this woman called uh, Lady Catherine Ferris, and she lost her family's fortune. She was an heiress and lost it all and took to robbing and murdering people on the way to London. Oh, uh, and I just thought she was fascinating. I thought, like, that was her way of survival. And um, and it's I like a, I like a, a badass woman. You know, I think they're really yeah. interesting characters to write about. Um so yeah, that's kind of about her, and also the artwork on the album. If anyone checks that out, is it's almost representative of her and Medusa, who we also wrote a song about, and the the woman who's featured in the song, but she won't let you go. That she's representative of all of those figures. Oh wow! I do that. That's a really wonderful concept. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to say any of that, to be honest, Nathan. Not because I have any preconceptions, just that that that's just such a fascinating story of of stumbling across this highway woman, you know, and thinking, do you know, that inspires me. That's lovely. Yeah, I took my inspiration from all sorts of weird places this time. Obviously, we spent a lot of time with Netflix. I think that's fair to say. Last year was yeah. the year that <laughs> Netflix uh, just took over everyone's lives. So. I was inspired by all sorts of things, be it, I don't know, Tiger King or um, any of the like serial killer kind of documentaries yeah. I, I loved watching. I find them fascinating. Um, and yeah, I wrote a song called Cruel Intentions about a very famous serial killer and a song called Messiah about a show on Netflix that I watched um, called Messiah and it was about someone who claimed to be the second coming. So there's all sorts of songs on this album that are inspired by different uh, ideas because can't just write about the same thing over and over again. Well, this is true, isn't it? And Or if you are writing about the same subject, it's got to come from a different angle, hasn't it? Like any good piece of, you know, literature or, you know, art. It's got to come from somewhere different, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't claim to be, I'm not going to quote David Coverdale, but I never said I was Billy Shakespeare, you know? Like, I'm a poet first, which is how some people do it. I write for the song and for the riff. Um but when I get that hook, like with We Will, we will Ride, I, I sang that chorus line and it's um, run through the shadows, I am the knight, upon a thousand horses we will ride. And then I have to think, okay, who rides a horse? What? Let me find a figure who I can write about who is riding a horse and why would she be riding a horse and why would it be at night? And then I thought, ah, okay, highway woman, boom. And then I was on. Then I learned all about this woman. I watched documentaries about her. They made a movie about her. Um, and I even kind of injected some of her nicknames in there as well. They called her the lady, the devil in white, and they called her the wicked lady. And I kind of tried to put all that information in there, but still keep it as a as a very listenable song. Brilliant. I love that. That's absolutely wonderful. Bless you. Thanks very much. Yeah, no worries. Is there anything that you want to add in that we haven't talked about, Nathan, that you think is important? Um, probably just, I think at the moment, people need to realise that musicians haven't worked in a in over a year and to me I think now is a time more than ever that if you have 10 pounds in your pocket um and you are you call yourself a music fan get online and buy some merch buy a cd buy a vinyl not necessarily ours i'm talking about all bands and young bands especially if you do love music and you want to see these people flourish and grow just remember that we're not earning money from those live gigs anymore um so so chuck them, chuck them a tenner or 20 quid in the form of some merch. You get an awesome product out of it. 
and you're supporting the future generation so we can keep doing this for a very long time. Oh, and that's an absolutely fabulous message, Nathan, I really have to say, because uh, people are forgetting that behind all this music and in the industry, there are real people, the same as everybody else, who are probably struggling as much as the, the next man. And they they seem to think that, you, you know, musicians are up there on a pedestal, they're all millionaires and, you know, they don't need the money. And it isn't like that at all. It's a real industry, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, I feel super lucky that I've been able to work as a singer my entire life. So I've, since I left school at 16, in various kind of jobs, I've always been a singer. So when it came to lockdown and Rishi Sunak was going on about people retraining, I thought, there's no hope for me. I'm not good at anything else. Like, literally... <laughs> I'm sure you both. Look, there's the pigs, no, honestly, Nathan. You've told me about the pigs. I know that the pigs are good. So that's another opportunity. You'd have to get a recommendation from them, and I don't think they're that <laughs> fond of me. So, no, I just, I just, yeah, you have to understand that this is more than just a hobby to to people like myself and and other other bands. So, yeah, please do. If you love it, buy it. And I don't mind people streaming it. But if you're going to stream it and you think, yeah, that's great, I love that, go and, go and buy it and just. Yeah, you get an awesome... Who doesn't love a CD or a vinyl? Come oh, on, they're, they're brilliant. Yeah, that tangibility. You need something tangible, don't you, really? Downloads are great Absolutely. for instant gratification, but not the same, is it, as actually having no. something in your hand? No, I totally agree. Um, and you've actually got a tour all lined up, haven't you? Depending, I'm assuming, on what happens with lockdown. Is there any news on that for us? Um, not at the moment. Obviously, it's a, it's a very, it's very optimistic I'll say, um, to be putting dates out in April and May. But what I will say is if people are buying tickets and they want to buy tickets, just remember that it won't be cancelled, it will just be moved. Yeah. Um, so if it moves, it moves. Um, if not, and we can do it at limited kind of capacity, who, who knows? It might be fun by then. We'll see how many people get this injection. But, yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to mine. It can't come quick enough. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Oh, well, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. It really has, Nathan. It's been great catching up. I actually met you backstage. This is going back to, I think it was about six years ago when the band may have just started, uh, at Planet Rockstock over in Treco Bay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you oh, festival was it the first one you did yeah well, well I think it was the one. band's first festival yeah well, I, rem- I remember it so well and you were backstage and uh, we had some photos taken and everything and I was chatting away to you and yeah so I do recall you so I'd, I had to once I'd heard about this new album I thought oh, we've got to have a chat and uh, say hello properly again all these years later <laughs> so... oh that was a fantastic year actually I think we were on the same day as Rival Sun that's right, you were. Yes, it was a great lineup. Oh. But Planet Rock always do a great lineup, don't they? Nice guys as well. Oh, look, Nathan, well, thank you so much for talking. Go and say hello to the pigs and everything for the chickens <laughs> for me. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think it's a great album. I really, I wish you all the best with that. And of course, I wish you all the best with the new band that uh, we, we can't, uh, can't name yet, the band that won't be named. Um, and say hello to Marco for me next time you speak to him, because it's been a while since I Absolutely. spoke to him. Yeah. I will do. Well, Pleasure. Thanks for the You chat. take care and we'll speak soon. All right, Nathan. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Cactus. To listen again to this and other tales, go to cattails.co.uk.